You know this individual loves basketball because the timing of when he watches these games is not going to be the way you and I do. You know how we complain sometimes, oh, the Raptors are on the West Coast, three hours, that game's going to be so late. Well, Josh Lloyd is from Australia, the lead fantasy basketball analyst with Basketball Monster and the host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Uh, I was watching some of his videos last night, including the Raptors season preview. He joins us now. Josh, appreciate. Thanks for doing the show today. Not a problem, Matt. Good to be here. How angry, I, I'm curious about this, just how angry do Raptor fans get when you're <laughs> critical of one of their players? When, when, when you don't think they're all Jordan slash Akeem Olajuwon slash LeBron, what sort of criticism, what's the criticism level that comes your way? Um, I'm very mindful of the fact that I'm here speaking on Canadian radio, but it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's been so, it's been so like, um, I don't even know the right word. So, like, uh, passionate that it's turned into a running bit on my show where I just pretend that I hate everything Raptors and Canadian and I just make it that thing just because people get so angry whenever you, whenever you don't say that this guy is the best and there's no flaws ever and any sort of criticism. The passion is, in, it's been insane with all Raptors fans and it's all, it's all a joke. But, yeah, as soon as you say something that's not like, man, this guy's the best ever, it, uh, it does get a little fiery. Okay, you're being very polite. Um, were you <laughs> with fiery, passionate? Those are codes for other words. Um, okay, one more, one more question on this. Were you surprised when you got started in this? Because the stereotype and the stereotypes are often based on at least some truth that Canadians are nice and polite. Were you surprised at the level of vitriol that came your way on social media when you would have even the mildest of criticisms of, say, Pascal Siakam? Yeah, a little bit. I know that yeah, there is a, a lot of yeah, as I, a passion, but this is a legitimate passion. Like they, they truly believe and they, they ride or die with what's happening with the Raptors. But yeah, I, I didn't expect to, for the team that I was cop the most criticism about to be coming from from Toronto, given given that that uh, that stereotype around the the niceness and the apologetic nature of Canadians. Yeah, well, sometimes ride or die leads to go die if you don't think Fred Van Vliet is a top three point guard in the NBA. Just look at some of the underlying numbers. Um, before we get to specific fantasy stuff, how would you describe the direction of this team? That's a really good question. I would say that it lacks direction at this point, and that's been one of my biggest probably criticisms of the team over the last couple of years. I'm not sure where they're trying to go. Why are they giving up you know, lightly protected first-round picks and to get a yuck of Pirtle? And then that doesn't actually seem to move the needle that much on the team. Free agents leaving, um, where I'm sure they have some sort of an idea that that's happening, but no leaning into a no leaning into a tank, no leaning into a full. Let's go for it while we've got these guys. I just cannot seem to figure out what the team is trying to do. Are they trying to be the ninth seed every year? Like I'm not sure the direction, and that's probably been my biggest criticism. You can be bad, you can be good. But when I don't actually know what you're trying to do, so therefore, I don't, are you being successful in what you're doing or not? That's that's the biggest question that I have almost with any team's team building philosophy in the NBA. You talked about it in your uh, in your Raptors fantasy season preview. Would you move on from one of the forwards? Um, I, I think we're at a situation where with the, the expiring nature of Siakam and Ananobi's contracts and the fact that, again, we've seen that with this team this season, they're, they're okay. They have down moments. They have good moments. But I wouldn't say that they're any threat to be a top four or probably a top six seed at the end of the season in the East. And given the track record of the way that guys have left in past seasons, I would think you'd want to move on from one of them. I think that there is a duplicative nature 
between Barnes and Siakam in general. And we've seen over the last year, two to three weeks with these guys that the usage seems to go back and forth. Like one day it's Pascal with the big usage and Scotty sort of takes a back seat and then it goes the other way. And again, that's just sort of that lack of direction. Like which one of these guys, and I know who it should be, but which one of these guys is the guy that's sort of leading things that we're going to be building around? And when one of them is going to be you know, 28, 29 or an expiring contract, it does seem to make all the sense in the world that you just need to get something back and actually lean in and kickstart on, on a correct direction. Are you afraid to say trade Pascal Siakam because you know it's going to come at you from the <laughs> Raptor fans? Blink twice if that's no, true. I, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to say it because, again, I, I do think it probably is the right move. Now, you probably can gain more by trading an OG and an O because his uh, skill set is probably a little bit more valuable, even though if you put them as a, a one versus one, who's the better player? you probably get more out of an Anandrovi trade. But I just think in terms of, well, we've already seen it this season with Barnes taking a big step forward in many different areas, which I, I didn't see coming on, honestly. But it's also over these last year, two or three weeks, you've seen Pascal push back to 27, 28 usage and Barnes have these 21 usage games and take these weird back seats and then step it up in the fourth quarter. And it just long-term, when both of them have some outside shooting concerns and half-court offense concerns. They're both on the court. Who's got the ball? It doesn't really make sense, again, when the team doesn't appear to be going anywhere this season. I do think that the, the right move is to, to move on from Pascal and to just get something back and then lean into a, a cohesive direction. I want to get to the Scotty Barnes part of this conversation, but something you said, Josh, I want to go back to, which was you could get more for OG and Anobi. Is I was wondering if you could sort of go into that more. You could get more for Ananobi than Siakam. Is that mostly just because of uh, OG is a better three-point shooter? Um, yeah. Uh, in your mind, you, uh, OG Ananobi, you can get more for him than Siakam? I, that's what I think. Now, obviously, all it takes is one team to do something differently to, to how I expect it for it to change. But with OG's ability to fit, onto a team that is going for something this season, a team that says, hey, we've got championship or top four aspirations. He can come in. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He can be an elite top three perimeter defender in the entire NBA, take on those hard tasks, be a spot-up shooter, flash a little bit more when needed to offensively, where Pascal sort of does. Like We saw this start of the season. Again, you know this, at the start of the year when Scotty was doing everything and Pascal was sort of sitting around doing nothing. We go, what's going on with this guy? He's never touching the ball. He's not contributing. There's no defensive playmaking. Like, what's he doing? He sort of needs to be that guy. And the teams that are good, that are going to be pushing for that, they don't need that necessarily. They don't need a guy to come in and be their number one offensive option most of the time. So the teams that are going to be willing to give up the most, I would guess, in a trade will be the teams that are pushing to be good, who have got that number one guy, and they want the number three guy. They want the guy on the wing. They want the guy that can take on all the tough defensive assignments, which is exactly what OG does. So if I was one of those top teams, I'd be paying more for OG, even if, again, in a vacuum, the Pascal's probably a better player. I'm not sure that you'd want to give up those assets because we can might run into that fit again. Like, do these sit there as a third offensive option, and then does he actually bring enough versus what I pay to get him? And I think the answer to that for Siakam would be no. Scotty Barnes, at the beginning of the year, you had him as a potential breakout player. How are you feeling about him now on uh, on December 13th? Uh, from a fantasy perspective and from just a basketball perspective, and those are often one and the same thing, thoughts on Scotty Barnes? That's interesting you bring that up because there'll be people who listen to my show who are hearing me here and they go, there's no way Josh said that. But I did. You're right. I did say he was a breakout candidate. But I also said I think there's a risk of people drafting him in fantasy too high because I think everyone would be willing to admit that he was pretty disappointing last season. Um, This season, he's exceeded every one of my expectations. 
And I even listing him as a potential guy that exceeded. When I when I say breakout, it's like who's going to exceed what I think they're going to do. And I thought he had a big opportunity to do that. He's done well above anything I could have imagined. The three-point shooting started out red hot. It has cooled off, but it's still been pretty good. His defensive stat numbers are, are unbelievably bonkers compared to where they'd been in the past. He did up that usage. The playmaking's up. He does look like a genuine guy that you do want to build around, where I think there were genuine questions about that last season. So his ability to step up this season, while I did say I think he might he might end up being better than I think, I under no circumstance could I have sat there and go, well, I think what he's doing now is a realistic outcome. He has taken gigantic steps forward from where he was last season, which was a bit of a, a bit of a weird year. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, in so many ways it was. It's great to see the development, and, and hopefully the jumps can continue for Scotty Barnes. Last question for you. We're again joined by Josh Lloyd, lead fantasy basketball analyst at Basketball Monster and podcast host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Um Shea Gilgis Alexander, number one ranked player on Basketball Monster. When you see our Canadian superstar, what do you see? Yeah, he was a huge, huge breakout guy last season. And heading into this season, I was like, okay, how does he maintain this? What does he do to get better? And somehow he has. Like he's he hasn't got to the line as much last season. He was getting a ton of free throws, which really helped his value in fantasy. But he's just been out there and taken on this still large offensive load, but then also ramped up his ability to generate defensive stats. Like, he's averaging almost three steals a game this season, which is a crazy number. If, for example, as you probably know, OG led the league last season at 1.9, and Shea's sitting at 2.8 this season. So that's a huge, huge jump. He's um, a genuine superstar who already was a top-five MVP player last season. He's probably going to be that again, and he just continues to get better. And it's it's been really... Like, you saw sort of flashes of it a few years ago. But this leap that started last season and then continued on, and you like to see it happen for more than a year before you really like nail down the, the absolute level of stardom. But but he's there. Like I don't I don't see anything about what he's doing as being could, could fake or fluky or anything like that. Josh, where can people find your work? You can find me on YouTube and wherever you find podcasts. Just search up Locked On Fantasy Basketball, and then I am over on Twitter slash X at Redrock underscore B Ball. You can find me over there. Really appreciate Josh. You doing uh, you doing the show today? I was watching some of the videos. It's uh, fantastic. So I appreciate you taking the time. Not a problem. Thank you. Absolutely. That is Josh Lloyd.